At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is The Look Ahead on in the Sports Betting Network coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. It is Wednesday, September 29th, and the Major League Baseball season is fastly winding down. Just five days left in the season uh, as we work towards the postseason, and there are still playoff positions up for grabs. Here's where we are after results on Tuesday. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves are now three and a half games up on the Phillies in the NL East. The Giants are two games up on the Dodgers in the NL West. In the wild card, it has been clinched. The St. Louis Cardinals have won their 17th straight game and have clinched the second wild card in the NL. So it will be the Cardinals traveling to either the Dodgers or the Giants for the wild card game, likely to be. The Dodgers will get more into that as we look ahead at the schedule. In the American League, the Yankees are now two games up on the Boston Red Sox. New York has won seven straight games, eight of their last 10. The Red Sox lost to the Orioles, so they are just a half game up now on the Mariners, who have won nine of their last 10, who uh, have won three straight, continue to dominate the Oakland A's, and are a half game back of a playoff spot. The Mariners on the cusp of breaking, snapping, the longest postseason drought in North American sports currently. They have not made the postseason since 2001. That's how long ago it has been. Oh, 19 years ago, it will be a 20-year drought for the Mariners. Uh, They would finally make the postseason. They're a half game back of the Boston Red Sox. And then you have the Toronto Blue Jays, who are one game back of the Red Sox. The A's are three and a half games back. So that is where we sit as far as the standings are concerned. If you're looking for the schedules, Yankees have an inside track right now. They've got two games left with the Blue Jays. If they just win one of them, they'll be in good standing going into their final series with three games against the Tampa Bay Rays. Obviously, if the Yankees win the next two games against the Blue Jays, they would be sitting pretty going into those final three days. The Red Sox, they had Chris Sale on the mound and lost to the Baltimore Orioles. I don't know what else to say. Uh, That was the one loss that we had in the five-team parlay that we gave out uh, last night's show. We had some fun with it, and we said, let's take some run lines. And we took some run lines. We took the Yankees at plus a run and a half. They won outright. We took the Cardinals at plus a run and a half. They won outright. We took the Phillies at plus a run and a half. They lost by one run. They covered. We took the Giants at minus a run and a half, and they covered that. And then the Red Sox at minus a run and a half, and they lost to the Baltimore Orioles. 
They had a 2-0 lead in the sixth inning. Chris Sale gives up a two-run home run to Ryan Mount Ryan Mountcastle. And uh, the rest is, uh, as they say, history. We lost the parlay. Would have been a really nice 10-to-1 payout. But you can't have them all, can you? So the Red Sox have that series with the Orioles to finish up before wrapping up their season with the Nationals. The Blue Jays, after the three games with the Yankees, will wrap up their series, their season with the Orioles. So they have an opportunity to win the final three games of their season and put themselves in the postseason. And then the Mariners, who are just a half game back, the Mariners will finish up their series with the Oakland A's uh, tonight, and then they have three games with the Angels And there's a possibility, because the Angels haven't announced their starting pitchers yet for that series, but there's a possibility on the final day of the regular season that the Mariners could be trying to make the postseason and having to go up against Shohei Otani if the Angels play out their rotation that way. So that is the interesting part right now. And now in the National League with the Dodgers trailing the Giants by two games, They'll have two more games with the Padres before wrapping up their season with three games against the Brewers. The Giants, meanwhile, uh, they have this series to wrap up with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, and then they will finish the season with three games against the Padres. The Phillies and Braves will play two more games, and then the Phillies have a series with the Marlins. The Braves, after uh, their the, the final games with the uh, Phillies, will have three games against the Mets, and the Mets would love nothing more than to play spoiler for the Braves. So we'll see what happens uh, over the next couple of days. But let's take a look at Wednesday in particular and the lines for these games. Well, currently, well, first off, before we get into Wednesday, let's take a look at the future odds. The Dodgers are still your favorite to win the World Series. And I find that fascinating because I think the Dodgers are playing in the wild card game and playing in the wild card game against the hottest team in Major League Baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals. So I don't know if I could be comfortable betting the Dodgers because not only are they going to be in the wild card game, but then they're going to have to face, if they win the wild card game, the San Francisco Giants in the divisional series. The Giants at plus 850 are intriguing to me because they're going to win this division. And then there's a possibility that they don't even have to play the uh, Dodgers. Maybe they play the Cardinals in a series. So I like the Giants at plus 850. Uh, your, your other favorite in the National League, the Brewers, are plus 700. And then there's the Braves at plus 1,400, Cardinals plus 2,500, Phillies plus 6,000. In the American League, the Astros are your favorite at plus 450 to win the World Series, followed by the White Sox plus 750, then the Rays at plus 800. The Yankees are plus 1,200, Red Sox plus 2,200, Blue Jays plus 3,000, Mariners plus 15,000. Wouldn't it be fun to put a little sprinkle on the Mariners? Eh, why not? It would just be fun for them to snap the longest postseason drought in North American sports and to win the World Series. I don't think it's likely. I actually like betting the Yankees because I think if they get in, which right now they have a leg up with the two-game advantage uh, over the Red Sox, a two-and-a-half game advantage over the Mariners. If the Yankees can get themselves in, uh, they are playing very good baseball now at the right time. And what impressed, what has impressed me about the Yankees during this seven-game win streak has been their bullpen. The Yankee bullpen during this seven-game streak has pitched 31 innings, 
has allowed one earned run or fewer in all seven games of the wins. And in those 31 innings, uh, ha- they have a point zero eight. They have a 0.87 ERA. Their opponent's batting average is .142. They have struck out 36 batters to just seven walks in 31 innings. So the Yankees' bullpen has been just lights out here in this seven-game winning streak. So that's why I think Yankees might be worth a little bit of a sprinkle here as we get closer to uh, them making the uh, postseason. Uh, Garrett Cole is on the mound for the Yankees uh, here on Wednesday against the Blue Jays. The Yankees are a minus 120 favorite over Jose Barrios and the Blue Jays. Uh, The Red Sox, they'll look to bounce back against the Orioles, pick up a victory. They are minus 255 favorites. They're minus 155 on the run line. Nathan Yavaldi against Zach Lothar. The Phillies will send Aaron Nola to the hill against Max Freed. Max Freed and the Braves are minus 140. The Phillies are plus 120. Uh, The um, Giants will take on the Diamondbacks. Alex Wood on the hill against Merrill Kelly. Giants are minus 280. They're minus 130 on the minus 1.5 run line. No line is out for the Dodger game just yet, but it looks like it could be Max Scherzer against Ryan Weathers as the probable pitchers, and uh, I've seen that line at minus 290 if it is, in fact, those uh, two pitchers in the pitching matchup. And then you have the Mariners and the A's, Logan Gilbert against Frankie Montas. The Mariners are even money at plus 100. The A's are minus 120, small favorites there. Mariners are 14 and 4 against the A's this season. How could you not back them? Let's have fun with uh, some picks uh, picks here for the Major League Baseball slate. Uh, I'm going to go with the Yankees at minus 120. I think they win this game. I think they keep this thing going. They've won seven straight games. Giancarlo Stanton's on an absolute tear. And I mentioned the Yankee bullpen has been the real bright star here in this seven game win streak. So. I expect Garrett Cole to give them some length, and then the bullpen will continue to be lights out. I'll back the Yankees at that small price of minus 120. How about a fun little parlay? So that's the main pick. Let's go a little fun little parlay. I don't think there's any way the Red Sox lose. And in fact, I'm going to make that a second pick. Red Sox run line minus one and a half. They cannot lose back-to-back games to the Baltimore Orioles. I would be... forget about me, the baseball world would be just up in arms. It would be crazy, the reaction, if the Red Sox lost a second consecutive game to the Baltimore Orioles with their playoff lives on the line. Because I'm telling you right now, the Mariners are winning that game against the A's. So if the Mariners win that game against the A's, they're going to be in the postseason spot. And if the Red Sox lose, that is just unbelievable. Here's the parlay I'm going with. Red Sox minus a run and a half. Yankees on the money line. The Mariners at even money. And the Giants, eh, we'll just go with those three teams. How about a three-teamer? That three-teamer, Mariners money line, Yankees money line, Red Sox minus one and a half, plus 503. Let's have some fun with that. Those are the three teams. Those are the three picks for your Major League Baseball slate coming up here on Wednesday. Red Sox minus a one and a half over the Orioles. Yankees minus 120 over the Blue Jays. Mariners even money 
against the A's. I'm Scott Sadberg. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R-R, as we continue to look ahead to the action this weekend in football. Coming up next. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sadenberg back here to look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. And I'm taking a look ahead to the football action this weekend and uh, utilizing an important tool that we have here at VSIN, which is Point Spread Weekly. Uh, comes out each and every week. Uh, you know, uh, Tuesday went to Wednesdays and you can get yourself uh, a hold of it uh, by being a subscriber as well. And there's some really great stuff in, in here, some good articles, and, and especially when it pertains to the NFL and uh, the opportunities, well, both NFL and college football, but it, really there's everything in here. All the sports are in here. But I was reading some articles uh, in this week's edition of Point Spread Weekly because um, you can take a look at uh, you know some trends where the Sharps are playing, uh, power ratings and whatnot, but also survivor options. And, and that's really one that I like here in taking uh, a look at, right? As far as the survivor options for your pools. Because the, the, there are places that you can go and there's different strategies that you can, you can partake in. Adam Burke writes a great article and he talks about how when it comes to favorites, right? There's a bunch of them this week. That you could uh, that you can go that you can go with right, and all three picks by Adam Burke in Point Spread Weekly have all won and advanced. In fact, the teams that he has listed in the article each week under games to consider have gone eight and one, with Pittsburgh in Week Two as the only loss. So here's some games to consider from Adam Burke in Point Spread Weekly. The New Orleans Saints minus eight over the Giants. This is one that I've talked about ad nauseum because I'm on the Saints. I'm on the Saints in a a teaser. And I would consider them in Survivor because I don't think they're losing this game. Uh, The Giants also dealing with injuries. So as bad as they played this year, they lose Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard and Blake Martinez to injuries. Just terrible losses. Uh, Joe Judge, the head coach, has to answer questions after the game about his coaching staff, um, the locker room, and it's just been a mess. Uh, Kenny Galladay has not fit in right now with this roster. He's certainly not doing anything. Saquon Barkley, second overall pick in the draft, your best offensive player. He has 3.4 rushing yards per carry. He trails quarterback Daniel Jones by 27 yards for the rushing t- rushing lead on the team. Saints offense, um, they certainly uh, re- have looked okay, not great, but returning home for the first time since the hurricane, playing in front of a packed house in the Superdome for the first time since 2019, High atmosphere, high energy, great atmosphere. Players will feed off of it. I don't think there's any chance the Saints lose this football game. Okay, then there's the t- uh, next game to consider. The Tennessee Titans. Again, another one that I, I'm all over. Because the Jets are putrid. In fact, rookie quarterbacks this season 
are off to a 1-10 and start. The only win for a rookie quarterback was a rookie versus rookie game where Mac Jones and the Patriots beat Zach Wilson and the Jets. And so the Jets, who ranked 30th in the NFL with 4.1 yards per play, 31st in adjusted net yards per pass attempt, the running game is under four yards per carry, and still, you're going uh, up, up against the Tennessee team with Derrick Henry that is averaging 4.8 yards per carry, and when they have a lead, they're just going to run the ball down your throat. Even without A.J. Brown, the wide receiver, Julio Jones is still there. They're not even going to need him. They're just going to run the ball down their throat. There's no way the Titans lose to the New York Jets, in my opinion. Other games to consider, the Buffalo Bills as a 17-point favorite over the Houston Texans. And as Adam Burke writes, and I agree, this game really needs needs no expectation, right? No, I mean, no explanation. Bills, 16-17-point to 17 point favorites. Um, the, the Texans are just banged up. Uh, they have a rookie quarterback in Davis Mills. We know the record of rookie quarterbacks this year. The Bills have racked up 78 points in their wins over Miami and Washington. And this game right here, man, it's it's a no-brainer as far as who's going to win the game. Not about covering the spread. It's about winning the game. However, probably more than half of the survivor pools will be on the Buffalo Bills. So if you want to play a little bit of strategy, you can consider picking somebody else besides uh, Buffalo to win this game. Go with either the Saints or the Titans, maybe even the Green Bay Packers, who are about a touchdown favorite over the Steelers. Steelers looked bad against the Bengals in Week 3, and uh, this is a great stat that Adam Burke says. It's his favorite stat of the week. The Steelers had 40 more pass attempts than the Bengals, but yet were outgained by two yards per play. They threw 58 times, managed 4.4 yards per play, and uh, Najee Harris uh, just you know couldn't get going, really. He had 19 targets in the passing game, which is not a good sign because that means that uh, Ben Roethlisberger just had to dump it off, right? Uh, ben Roethlisberger was getting hit a lot. He was hurried, and the offensive line has just been bad. Uh, but Big Ben looking bad, the offensive line looking bad, Packers at home certainly looking good. It's something to build off of. The Packers have have this momentum now with the win over the 49ers. But this is the pick. This is my pick. This is Adam's pick. The Cincinnati Bengals over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why? Because you're not going to find a better spot to take Cincinnati this season. It's the same theory as you had last week with the Panthers over the Texans. Uh, Rookie coach, rookie quarterback. Same thing for the Jaguars. Rookie coach, rookie quarterback. The Bengals' defense this season has been fantastic. They are holding opponents to 4.5 yards per play, and Cincinnati's 26 quarterback pressures rank fifth. According to Pro Football Reference, they have 10 sacks that's tied for fourth in the league. So they're going to get to Trevor Lawrence in this one. And then, speaking of Trevor Lawrence, How bad has Trevor Lawrence been with at least two interceptions in each of his first two games while uh, Joe Burrow, um, you know, did much better uh, as of late. Bad performance against the Bears aside, 
Joe Burrow has looked good against the Vikings and the Steelers, a 5-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio with a 75.5 completion percentage. So I think that this is a no-brainer for me as far as game theory goes, as far as just taking a team that is pretty in pretty good shape to uh, get a win. And then it's the same thing that we had on Thursday where you win and then you get to relax on Sunday and just root for chaos. Just hope that some other some team just upsets somebody because honestly, I can't see the Bengals who are playing uh, on Thursday night at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I, I can't see them losing that football game. I, re- I really can't. So that's going to be my survivor pick. It should be yours as well. Get all that great information and more in Point Spread Weekly which uh, you can get as being a VSIN subscriber. Uh, Also, um, talking in Point Spread Weekly, there's uh, great articles in college football as well, uh, looking at the matchups, the key matchups for this weekend, especially like I talked about those underdog, undefeated teams. Well, there's some good best bet articles, uh, which will come out here as far as um, where some people are on this week. Uh, in these matchups with teams that can pull the upset. I'm not saying they're disrespected, but some of these lines are a little inflated. Like we talk about the Ole Miss line, which opened up at 20, and then it's dropped down to 14 and a half. We talk about the Arkansas line, which is a, a massive, you know, more than two touchdown underdog to Georgia. Uh, the Boston College line, which is it opened up at 16. It's now at 14 and a half against Clemson, so that is uh, definitely going to be very interesting to see uh, what happens over the course of the next couple of days, some line movements as we get closer and closer to Saturday. And the action starts on Friday with a big game, an undefeated home dog in Maryland taking on uh, Iowa, number five in the country. And Iowa, obviously, in a look-ahead spot to Penn State, but really just uh, trying to avoid an upset here on the road against a very potent offense in the Maryland Terrapins. I'll go over some of my favorite underdog undefeated teams in college football and talk to you about the money line parlay that I'm going to jump right in with. And maybe we're all crazy together and you can come with me like Jerry Maguire says, right? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Because I think this one is going to have the potential. First of all, I think it can happen. And because the lines are absolutely, absurdly high, you're going to get a massive payout. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We will talk about those two upsets that I think can happen coming up next right here on VSIN, the look ahead, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and the ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. The look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Two college football underdogs that I have already decided to play on the spread. I'm, I, I also have played on the money line, and I think 
this could actually happen, as crazy as it sounds. I've already played Ole Miss on their spread against Alabama, and it's over two touchdowns. It opened up at 20. It has gone down to 14 and a half. I think getting it the two touchdown mark is is good over two touchdowns. I've also played Boston College at plus 16. It's now down to 14 and a half against Clemson. I think both of these teams have a legit chance to pull upsets on the road. And the spreads are so high. But I'm just uh I'm a little curious why the disrespect for some of these teams. Now, the game between Ole Miss and Alabama could be another absolute shootout. Even though I do think Ole Miss's defense is better this season than they were, but last year, Ole Miss couldn't stop Alabama. Alabama racked up 63 points, 37 first downs, 723 yards of offense on 71 plays. But I think that an improved scheme and a Heisman candidate, Heisman favorite quarterback in Matt Corral, I think this Ole Miss team will put up points with Alabama, will pressure them defensively. I think this is going to be a battle. I think this might be one of the best games of the year. I don't think this is an Alabama runaway victory, which is what the point spread would tell you. I think Ole Miss is a live dog in this one. Playing, getting it over two touchdowns, I I think is a gift because I actually don't think that come Saturday, this line is going to be there. So I like it at the plus 14 and a half. And now with Boston College, same thing. It was at 16. It's now down to 14 and a half. Boston College is much improved uh, defensively. And they just got back defensive end Marcus Valdez, a co-captain last season, uh, last week against Missouri. And this is a team that has been decimated by injuries. Obviously, they lose their starting quarterback, Phil Dracovic, to an injury. Uh, who knows when he's coming back. But this team has rallied around each other. They have rallied around the injuries. And Dennis Grossell, the senior quarterback, has stepped up and played nicely in place of Dracovic. And defensively, they're making a, a, a really good... Um, they're making a lot of plays. And offensively, they're playing with a very physical style that worked out for them against Missouri. They ran for 275 yards and three touchdowns on 49 carries. And this offensive line will now go up against a Clemson defensive front that lost sophomore tackle Brian Breesey to a season-ending knee injury. Boston College defensively had not allowed a point in the first half of their games until last week against Missouri. This Clemson team, and this is the spot here, and this is why I think this is going to be a Boston College outright victory. These Clemson players came into this season with national championship aspirations. Losing last week to NC State completely eliminated Clemson from the national championship picture. In fact, they are now behind the eight ball in terms of even winning the ACC or even playing for an ACC title. The the players that are on this Clemson team are used to winning. Every one of them, elite, 
high school football players that all won in high school. That's how you get to play football at Clemson. You're one of the best, if not the best, high school football player in your state. And you get to re- you get to go and play for Clemson. Those are the type of recruits that Clemson brings in. Now, those players have nothing to play for. For the first time in their careers, have nothing to play for. Especially, I mean, 100% for the first time in their Clemson careers, have nothing to play for. What's the motivation going to be like to play against this Boston College team when they get punched in the mouth early and Boston College scores against them? What's the fight going to be like for these Clemson players? Now, I'm not saying that they're going to pack it in and quit on this season. But there's not much to get up for anymore because they lose out on an opportunity to do something special. It's kind of like the idea of fading a team that just gets eliminated from postseason contention. Like, what's the motivation now for them? Last week was a gut-wrenching loss. And now facing a team that is primed to pull off an upset. I just don't know how this Clemson team picks themselves up off the deck and comes out motivated to play this football game. Last season, Boston College came into this stadium against a much better Clemson team, lost 34-28, but covered the spread. This season, even without Jakovic, they come in and they think that they can win. And I'm going to back that team in this matchup. So I think Clemson, I think Boston College covers this spread, and uh, I'm going to put a little bit on Boston College money line. Yes, I'm going to do the parlay, but just separately, I'm going to put a little bit on Boston College money line because I think they win this game. I really do against this Clemson team. Uh, other undefeated dogs that are very interesting when it comes to this college football season uh, schedule, Kentucky against Florida. I think Kentucky's a live dog here against the Gators. Um, they uh, they have, uh, oh, by the way, the money line parlay between Ole Miss and Boston College pays out plus 3350 Now, if you want to get real wild and throw Kentucky in there, Kentucky, which I do think is a live dog against Florida, that three-teamer plays out plus 1200 uh, 12320 So let's say you bet $10 on that three-team parlay. Ole Miss money line, Boston College money line, and Kentucky money line, $10 will pay out on DraftKings $1,242. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not going to happen. Okay, but stranger things have happened. Stranger things, yes, have happened. But I think this Kentucky team as an eight and a half point underdog is a live underdog against uh, this Florida team because I love the way that Kentucky has played defensively. Plus, there is a real opportunity for them this season. Because they started out now at 4-0, 
they actually have a leg up on Florida in in terms of being the second place team in the SEC East behind Georgia. Now, Florida, uh, they still have to play Georgia. Like, look, the Florida loss to Alabama, that's a big loss because now Florida still has to play Georgia on their schedule. And so this is a Florida team that at best with a win over um, – with a win over Kentucky, is going to be a two-loss team. Kentucky, meanwhile, they don't have to play Alabama. Kentucky just has to play Georgia. At best, if Kentucky can upset Florida at home, they could finish the season with just one loss and be the second-place team in the SEC East and find themselves potentially in a New Year's Six bowl game. This is a very good Kentucky team that, if they upset Florida, has a chance to do something really special this season. And that would be just absolutely incredible if they could pull this off and, um, and, and win this football game. It's unlikely. They're underdogs for a reason. But I think the way that Kentucky has played so far this season defensively, they've only allowed uh, 17.8 points per game. They only allow 87 yards rushing per game. If they could limit the Florida uh, attack, this could be another ugly game like the 16-10 victory last week. But that might be all it takes. Win an ugly game against Florida. And uh, I certainly think that there are a good play plus the 8.5 points. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Continue to look ahead to some action here coming up on Wednesday and the weekend right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you, the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Bobby Farrelly, film director and producer. You know the Farrelly brothers. Uh, that will be at 8 a.m. Eastern time. At 8.45 a.m. Eastern, Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook director. At 9 a.m. Eastern, Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated, senior college sports writer. And then at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, Mike Pereira. Fox Sports Rules Analyst, of course, the former NFL VP of Officiating. So a packed show coming up this morning on Follow the Money. Just to recap, the little three-team Moneyline underdog parlay on DraftKings, if you want to have fun with it, Ole Miss, Boston College, and Kentucky, a $10 wager would win $1,242. If you did a little round robin, I guess... um, that would mean that you're laying out, I guess, three different combinations of the two-team parlays. So you're parlaying Ole Miss, Boston College, parlaying Ole Miss, Kentucky, parlaying Boston College, Kentucky, and then if uh, all three of them win, you win a little bit less than the uh, full parlay would pay out, but 
if only two of three win, you still make a, a nice profit. So that's where a round robin with a heavy underdog money line can come into uh, play, and it can be rather fun, if you will. Let's recap uh, the Major League Baseball games that uh, I gave out here for this Wednesday slate with games that have playoff importance. Uh, I did the Red Sox minus a run and a half at minus 155. The Yankees on the money line against the Blue Jays at minus 120. And then the Mariners on the money line at even money against the A's. The Mariners have owned the A's this season. 14-4 and against Oakland this season. And Logan Gilbert on the hill against Frankie Montas. I feel like this Mariners team is a little bit of a team of destiny. They are feeling it. They are getting closer and closer to a postseason spot. Just a half game back now of the Red Sox for that second wild card. Speaking of the Red Sox, I can't imagine them losing back-to-back days to the Baltimore Orioles. What an utter disaster that would be if they lost a second consecutive game to the Baltimore Orioles. They are now two games back of the Yankees for that first wild card. They're just a half game up on the Mariners for the second wild card, one game up on Toronto in that race as well. And then the Yankees have won seven straight games. Uh, They got Garrett Cole on the hill against the Blue Jays. And uh, I think that this Yankees team right now has really found themselves. Giancarlo Stanton is just pitching absolute lights out. And I look for this Yankees team to keep it rolling against Barrios and the Blue Jays. Because what has impressed me the most about the Yankees during this run has been their bullpen. The Yankees' bullpen over this seven-game winning streak has only allowed one earned run or fewer in all seven games. They've pitched 31 total innings in the seven games with a .87 ERA. That's 36 strikeouts to seven walks. Opponents are batting just 142 off the Yankees' bullpen during this seven-game win streak. And it started with uh, three games over the Texas Rangers, three games over the Boston Red Sox, and now the first game of the Toronto Blue Jays. So I like the Yankees to keep it hot, keep it rolling, going up against Toronto. I A, a game that is interesting to me, and I'm not going to play it, but I do think that the Cardinals would be a good fade here on Wednesday. The Cardinals have won 17 straight games, and they have just clinched a wild card spot. It's amazing to think about where the Cardinals have come from and where they are now. The Cardinals at the beginning of the... So let's just think about what a month it has been for the Cardinals. 17 straight wins. It is September 28th. On September 1st, the Cardinals in the wild card standings were two and a half games back of the both Cincinnati Reds and San Diego Padres. There were three teams ahead of them in the wild card standings on September 1st. Cincinnati, San Diego, and Philadelphia. But let's just go back even further to exactly where they were a month ago. On August 27th, the St. Louis Cardinals, on August 27th, were three and a half games out of a wild card spot. 
in one month, they went from three and a half games out to where they are now, which is, what, six games up, uh, clinching it with five games left? That's just a tremendous turnaround, aided, yes, by 17 straight victories. And I think that the Cardinals, now that they are locked into the postseason, remember, they can't move anywhere. They are locked in. They are traveling on the road to either L.A. or San Francisco for the wild card game. I think the Cardinals will do a little celebrating tonight. A little champagne, a little night out on the town because they're at home. This isn't, they're not on the road. So they're going out on the town tonight. And maybe tomorrow, this lineup against Milwaukee looks a little bit more like the Memphis Redbirds, right? Is that their minor league team? The, or the Zephyrs? Is that what it is? Anyway, you get the point. Looks a little bit more like a AAA team than the St. Louis Cardinals. I don't think we're going to see the regular lineup for the Cardinals the day after they clinch the wild card after a 17-game win streak, franchise record win streak. So right now, this line is Cardinals minus 125 against the Brewers. I can see it going completely differently uh, once the lineups come out and we see actually who is going to be playing for the Cardinals. But I'd be surprised if we get the starters playing in this game. And I think the Cardinals are a nice little fade spot here on Wednesday after all the partying that is going to be done or or that has been done so far. And I think that that they deserve or they have earned, if you will, a much-needed day off for uh for Mike Schilt I think he will give his guys uh a night off a day off if you will against the Brewers so I like that fading teams uh that just clinched in the playoffs and I think that's the spot to go and I usually like to do that all the time in Major League Baseball fading teams to clinch a playoff spot how they have done the next day because they're, they they go out there and they're celebrating. And I think that it's a party time uh, Tuesday night in St. Louis. So I'm going to, I think fading the Cardinals is the right spot for uh, this matchup coming up, but it's been a wild, wild major league baseball season. And it's going to come down to the final days. It's going to come down to the final days here. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox, Mariners, Blue Jays all in the race for the a wild card. And yeah, I'll even throw the A's in there, although I do think the Mariners beat the A's on Wednesday, so they're going to drop even further back, and the Mariners are going to uh, be in a good spot heading into their final series of the season. And I think the Braves are in a great spot because a huge victory on Tuesday over the Phillies, and they, in my opinion, have the advantage going up in uh, the next game with... Um, Max Fried on the hill against Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola has had a, a bit of a disappointing season. The strikeout numbers are there, but allowing way too many home runs. And then in the third game of the series, it's Ian Anderson against Kyle Gibson, and I give the Braves the advantage 
in that pitching matchup as well. So at the very worst, I think the Braves take, uh, they split the next two games, but I think the Braves can win them both and then they'll be on their way to a division title. This first game was very important and the fact that the Braves got the win, I elevate them now as the likely winners of this division. And then the Giants' magic number is now four. So if the Giants take care of business against the Arizona Diamondbacks, they should win this division and... uh they will then wait to see the winner of the wildcard game to see who they host in the NLDS. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Throughout the rest of the week, we'll keep you updated on the Major League Baseball standings and the playoff clinching scenarios, and then we'll get closer and closer to the football weekend uh, once we inch closer to Thursday Night Football. I'm Scott Seidenberg. The look this is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze every angle of every game so you can make the most informed. 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 So